This is the Buck and Stock News Podcast, powered by Two Bulls, bringing you the stories and experiences from within the Bucking Stock world. And here's your host, Kyle Lippincott. Brandon Stewart and I got to catch up in Springtown at the first event of the Five Star Fraternity Challenge. Uh, short and sweet podcast, kind of talk about the, the first quarter of the year, basically. Uh, Laramie was in, in Glendale, uh, Arizona, PBR's Unleash the Beast with Whoopaw and a couple other bulls. Uh, the, the, this episode, like I said, short and sweet with, with Brandon and I kind of talking about the crack of the season, uh, as well as his buck and heifer sale, uh, coming up at the spring fling in Abilene, Texas. With all that being said, we do want to say a shout out to our partners, uh, on Buck and Stock News here, the podcast powered by Two Bulls, uh, Pro Vantage, Bucking Bull Pro, Rock and T Ranch, Sonic Drive-In and Coca-Cola. Guys, we appreciate you. Uh, and, and for those of you listening, if, if you're looking for anything, uh, we, we, we do ask that you give our partners uh, a, a chance at your business. And uh, we, we hope you enjoy this episode. All right, so it's been a little while since we've had a podcast episode, and uh, that's unfortunate. Matter of fact, it's just been... Uh, I guess sounds like a broken record, but busy, busy every week. It seems like we're going somewhere anyway, but, uh, we got Brandon Stewart here. We're in Springtown, Texas for the five-star fraternity challenge. The first of, I guess, essentially five events four season tour stops plus the, the finale at the, at the end of it. Um, we both kind of got a little bit of a cold going on, but anyway, <clears throat> Brandon, it's been, uh, a little bit of a, of a different start to the year, I guess you could say. Um, I think we've had three of four or five 50,000 added events so far. Uh, they've put a little twist on the, the payout of these events with a, a limited slash non-winner uh, payout as well as the open. But when you talk about a little bit of the difference, I mean, just to win first for these three events, I mean, we're talking roughly 120,000. Uh, just, just for first place in three different events, um, and I think it's 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 cool to look at because let's let's go back two or three years. I mean, it, what, what are we winning? Six thousand, five thousand? You know, at a regular event. Yeah, for sure. You know, ever since uh, Border Town kind of shut down, our big paying events have been few and far between. So it's been great to see these fifty thousand added events come and and people support them. You know, we've gotten a hundred and. 70 180 190 entries at each one of these you know big 50,000 added events and that's what helps you know the 50,000 added is big uh, of course but just everybody coming to play you know is also uh, a big factor in you know being able to win those big pots so it's good to good to be able to um, to win money like that you know at a regular season event and and also with with those bulls at, at Waco and Guthrie the top five advanced on to a Unleash the Beast Tour uh, event buck during the PBR event, uh, one of those uh, year bull uh, fast flow win- wins the I guess you call it round one in Waco, goes to Oklahoma City, and and I want to touch on this just a little bit because uh, I'm sure people remember he was the maiden champion uh, in Las Vegas, but it's been a little rough road f- since then until Waco, and, and and not not to talk about the the rough road, but just just the fact that it, that bull had been to town one time in vegas don't don't want to say he got lucky because you guys took him for a reason but those bulls don't have any miles on them 
that essentially to a calf that you would have hauled as a yearling and taking him a little bit to figure out the the process and, and then he then he hits again the ins and outs of it yeah you know that that bull uh he's an airtime son out of a smooth move daughter and that's that's a cross that just looking at it on paper you wouldn't think that's going to make a dummy calf um but but that bull did put it all together there in uh in vegas for the for the hundred ten thousand in the maiden deal outlaw livestock tyler johnston court richards uh, lone star chase richards afco they're all the owners on that bull and i'm just lucky enough to kind of get to haul him but uh after right after the finals there you know we come out on a high that bull went in 110,000, being 91 plus we took him straight to uh to duncan two three weeks after vegas mm-hmm. you know and i my whole approach was I wasn't going to touch them from the time we got home from Vegas to the time we left for Duncan. I just, they, they needed some rest and recovery, no different than you and I do when we spend 10, 11, 12 days in Vegas. So I thought we'd just, you know, I'd give them some time off and, um, you know, and I did, I didn't buck them. And then I took, uh, took fast flow over there to Duncan and, uh, and he didn't have his day. You know, he, Bull always bucks, even on his bad day, you know, he can be, uh, he can be a 21 point, you know, maturity bull but be a 23 point bucking bull if that makes any sense um so anyway that bull didn't put it together uh went back home kind of went back to the drawing board bucked him before the mike warren uh legacy event and uh and i bet you he could have been 95 points at my house i mean i was like yep we got him dialed back in you know took him to the took him to the mike warren event the ground was a little deep there he was still 90 plus and caught a check kind of thought we had him back on on a rhythm uh went into guthrie pretty fresh didn't really mess with him a whole lot um, learned a pretty big lesson at Guthrie as well. That bull has got to have a little bit of, uh, of dry work, you know, during the week before you go, it seems like. And so it's been a little bit of a, of a bumpy road with, with, uh, fast flow, but I think we're finally figuring out what, what he takes and what it, uh, you know, what he needs during the week. So, well, and, and I mean, other than just fast flow, talking about BS cattle, your partners and, and your operation, Waco was, a for lack of better terms, uh, a damn good showing for, for y'all. Yeah, it was. You know, we went to Guthrie, and, uh, you know, I think we had 13 bulls there, and we placed with one. You know, you want to talk about just a kick in the stomach. Like, we just, uh, we, I don't know. I come out of there so disgusted. I, you know, it was a five-hour <laughs> drive home, and I just thought, man, I just got my tail kicked the whole time, the whole way home. So I knew I had to change something. And in the early part of the futurity season, especially – uh now that they're having the maiden i didn't haul those bulls and learn the ins and outs of them through their yearling year and get those tough trips out of the way i'm learning it now beginning of their two-year-old year because we held them off and didn't go anywhere with them you know Mm -hmm. so we're figuring out what works for some and what works for others and just having to put it all together and know that you know not every single one of these is cookie cutter we don't just do the same thing with every one of them all week to prepare for the event so uh we're learning that now we came back uh, from guthrie and went to waco and i think we had 11 or 12 entered there and i placed with eight or nine of them and and it was a fifty thousand dollar day there at waco so it was a great showing that's what we you know when we enter up when we enter that many that's what we expect to get out of them and uh, it doesn't happen all the time unfortunately but but that's what we expect and we're glad we got it all put together and ended up with two in the top five to go to little rock absolutely and talking about a little bit on the maiden and, and I, I it's still for, for me like it's an exciting thing uh to, to think you have a chance at, at winning 110,000 in one whack but but at the same time as you just said you didn't haul these bulls last year talking around you know but but between friends us guys that are hauling these calves we had as maiden bulls it's been a little tough uh across the board just because like you said there there is things that 
these bulls learn on the road you do different this and that and anyway i think it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting this year because i think people had a game plan last year rolling into their two-year-old year they we've we've all learned stuff that pros and cons i guess to to the whole system for sure you know there's a strategy to picking those maiden calves uh i think i entered three yearlings last year before the you know before the maiden like i had three bulls that i knew couldn't go the maiden and i think i ended up taking 12 or something like that to the maiden so uh i had you know so many spots that i felt like man i can't risk putting one of those better calves in an early event and not being you know not being able to have him eligible for the maiden so um you know we may take a little bit different approach this year i'm not really certain there's a lot of money to be won before the maiden there's a lot of money to be won at the maiden uh i feel like there's a calf for each you know what mm-hmm. i mean i think you just have to differentiate that as quick as you can that way those bulls that um you know that you don't need to hold off to the maiden you can capitalize on them while the the stingers and the studs and the bulls that people think you know can win that hundred ten thousand are sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. so there's definitely a an advantage to both of it and and i think there's a way to play both ends of it as well for sure uh and like i said the start uh, of this episode <clears throat> excuse me we're we're in springtown for the rafter c deal uh, again, something on, on additional uh, for for the on top of the fifty thousand added events. I mean, there's Clay and the crews doing four ten thousand added events. Uh, Jay and, and the ABBI is adding back. Uh, I want to say fifteen thousand uh, to to this finale. Right. I mean, there there's you see it. I, I just got to touch on it because me and you've talked about it before. You see on the internet the, all the negative stuff going on, but at, at the end of the day uh for you gotta put a little effort into it okay so we're gonna say that first but there's so much opportunity in the game right now absolutely kyle you know i mean i remember back when we were uh, kids and you know we we only dreamed of doing what we're doing now back then and it's it's, it's just like anything it's hard work it, there's i mean hard work goes a long ways there's so many opportunities there's so many people that want to help you in this business i know i've had a lot of you know uh, helping hands that have kind of helped me along the way and i'm sure you have as well um you know i think that's what this whole industry is about you can start from nothing and that's what i have to tell everybody like when i started this deal i had little stew semen sales i mean you know i was freaking 10 years old and uh and busting my butt to sell semen for for other breeders for 10 percent commission and i just built my herd and got it to where i'm at now and uh and it's able to, to put food on the table for my wife and my kid and, and myself. And, and it's, a, it's a great way to make a living. It's, um, it's very family-oriented. You know, my, my wife comes to all the events. My kid comes to all the events. And I know your family goes with you as well. So uh, we, we really are blessed to be able to do what we do. And, and the opportunities that the ABBI has given us here recently with this added money and, um, and just places to be able to take our bulls, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. For sure. And, and, and talking about opportunity, uh, I, the last few years, or maybe maybe it's been three years now to this year, that some things got changed around where heifers could compete uh, in the juvenile division with the with the bulls uh, in one class. But we didn't really see a whole lot of people take advantage of that until Gene Baker smoked them last year with with buttons. Uh, kind of, I think you started a deal called the Buttons Movement. Um, and, but with that. That, that's an opportunity that I think people are starting to dabble in uh, and yourself uh, trying to do your own thing I guess for for what what it what it is you're doing a heifer sale with a 20,000 added incentive fraternity the very next day 
uh, in, in Abilene, the 24th is the sale. Um, then those heifers will buck. Is it Friday or Saturday or heifers buck the next day, Friday, the, the 25th, the heifers will buck the next day. So basically, uh, what, what we're saying is these heifers are at the very, very start of their yearling year and already getting to play for 20,000 the very next day after you buy them. And Brandon, you put a set of heifers together, maybe some of them that you raised some, some that you've put together from other breeders kind of, kind of talk us through maybe before you get into the nuts and bolts of what you're selling, what went through your head putting this together yeah you know as our industry evolves i feel like we have to as well and sure when the heifer deal first really came out i've never been one to bug my heifers and so i think you and i probably had conversations about it whenever it very first came out i was like oh i don't you know i won't play the heifer game i i've got you know i go through 200 bulls a year i can't i don't have the time to spend on a set of heifers as well um you know and then gene shows up with this you know rank little black heifer they call buttons and she puts up two or three or four 90 plus point outs and kind of kicks everybody's tail and it kind of gets you sit back going man what what am i missing out on you know mm -hmm. uh, so i don't know I, i'm i always try to be thinking about how to market you know our animals whether it be our bull calves or our heifer calves or whatever it may be so i kind of had this thought to to you know have a heifer sale and sell these heifers that were out of some young sires or out of some young females that we didn't know a whole whole lot about and uh and, and bring them to town and showcase them in a way that they can they can earn money you know the abbi paid out over 1.25 million dollars to the yearling class in 2021 and i just uh i just felt like man there, there was such an opportunity to be able to offer a set of heifers that that have the ability and performance to go on and win win that kind of money put an incentive on them for the very next day and then you know those heifers be able to go compete their whole yearling year and then be able to turn out and, and be bred to a bull and raise buckers for you you know for years to come i just um it, it seems like a, a no-brainer to me so so the catalog is is being finalized uh as as we sit here uh but what so so for you guys listening and kind of interested in, in the heifer sale th these heifers aren't just bred good like they're they're ready to go uh and and compete and i think we talked about this the other day on the phone i think it's really interesting because today when when we watch the bulls in in springtown we're, we're going to look at, you know, you'll see some consistencies on the dam side, but everyone talks about the sires and how much their offspring have earned. But it's going to get to a point, I think, especially with guys like yourself doing this, where, okay, this calf is out of said sire that was a fraternity world champion and out of a female that won forty or 50000 in one year. Uh, so, so these heifers are going to be bucking uh, or, or on performance as well as pedigree uh there was a highlight sale or lot you posted on internet the other day uh i think was out of a, a page bred female and, and a bubba son um and, and some of this is really intriguing to me just because like you said we've you, you breed these heifers and and they're in thought just supposed to be mama cows and and you call or keep them maybe on confirmation uh and and, and their mother's production but we're talking years down the road to, to be able to tell what that cow is what she's worth right yeah absolutely. and and now the, these heifer deals and i think there could still be a little twist to this right like you see some rank bulls not really produce uh rank calves which i think is kind of changing nowadays i mean you look at anything on the, the pedigree list at an event seven out of ten times them bulls is dad 
one money somewhere, yeah, you know. But I, but looking at it like that, like how, how much sooner are we going to be able to tell what these females are competing like this in winning money? You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I know it does. I, I don't know the. I don't know if there's any correlation between a heifer bucking and her calf bucking. For sure. I think there are. I think there is going to be a correlation in uh, in some of the traits that you see in them. You know what I mean? I mean, there's. I went through 120 heifers to get down to the 39 that I'm offering in this sale, and I've seen a lot of them that started out good that I thought, man, that one's going to work. She fell off and just absolutely quit. Now, whether she got a little sore or whatever the case may be, I don't know. But she just, she gave it up and she quit. You know what I mean? And these heifers that I've got in this sale, they've bucked every single time. They've tried every single time. And I think that's a, a, a trait that you're going to see pass on no matter how hard they buck or not is the uh, is the heart that they're gonna pass on to their calves. And then there's some of these calves that heifers that have just been consistent from day one. They've turned from day one, they've kicked from day one, they know where their feet are at. I think that'll also, you know, pass down into these into these calves as well, out of these females, uh, just the consistency that they bring to the table too. So I don't know what all traits you're gonna be able to see come down the line, but I do think some of those traits that are that you can't train for you can breed for and i think that's what's going to be in these heifers as for well sure. and that's what i think is going to be cool moving forward i think yeah with, with you saying that it's a little i'm not there has been guys that have bucked heifers for a long time but very few seems like more and more people are doing it and i think we're kind of on a little bit of untreaded water to what the result might be but nonetheless there's 39 heifers that you're selling twenty thousand added incentive fraternity the next day that can go play the rest of the year uh what about like let's some genetics i mean you little kind of a little everything there really is a little bit of everything uh <clears throat> i've got a set of heifers from travis medby I, I let him breed to a magic maker son i had or i have a 821f that bull doesn't have a name he won a little bit of fraternity money as a calf but uh i bought him mainly to breed with he's out of a test fire daughter over 201 170 and those calves have been great i bucked this set of heifers first and then I just got Travis's bull calves, and I put one trip on them so far. And I mean to tell you, those A21F calves are the real deal. They seem pretty automatic. There's you know six or seven daughters of him in this sale. Um, there's uh, there's three or four Bubba granddaughters. Bubba's something that we just tried to cross in over our page genetics. Uh, he's a straight jacket son. I felt like he put the intensity, he put the the uh, kind of the automatic, the turn back, you know, in them. Um, so so that's something that we added in there. Uh, got a set from from Mike Warren, Marianne Warren. That's uh, the five star group. Um, they're sired by a full brother diamond gangster or a surefire son, and then out of some great Teague females. And then uh, Aaron McCorder, uh, Buckingham Cattle Company. He bred to two young Showtime sons and one full brother diamond gangster. So there's uh, you know there's some good page genetics there. On the bottom side of his are a lot of Kish's wildly legit. Uh, some page females as well. So um, I mean just. Uh, Really, the genetics that you're seeing go and compete and, and win are, are what's in these heifers. You know, that's our, our main goal. We try not to breed to anything that, you know, can't be competitive at today's level. And, uh, you know, I think the future of our industry, you know, hinges upon these young females and the, and the, and the young genetics. And uh, I think we're going to see heifers come out of this sale, go on and produce futurity winners for years to come. And, uh I'm pretty excited about it, to say the least. So March the 24th in Abilene, but CCI? CCI.live, yep. They're doing an online bidding. Uh, sale starts at 7 o'clock at the uh, Taylor County Expo Center. Um, we're going to have a dinner the night before, or the uh, hour before the sale. Starts at 6 o'clock. 
Edward Martinez, Martinez Mexican food. Everybody knows what to expect there. That ought to draw us a crowd for sure. Um, the heifers, you're gonna watch them on video. You're gonna buy them on video. They will be there on site to check out as well. We're not gonna run them in a ring on uh, Thursday night though, but you will see them in the arena Friday morning or Friday afternoon for the 20,000 added incentive. Um, you know, you buy those heifers in that sale Thursday night. You, uh, you, you pay for them. You pay a, a $500 uh, entry fee that's 100% payback. That goes into the incentive pot as well, so it's twenty thousand added plus however many you know buybacks. Is, is that a is that a mandatory or no, is that it's, optional? It's optional. It's not you. mandatory. It's optional. Um, you know, if you want to, great. If you don't, no big deal. If we get thirty of the thirty nine to enter back the very next day, you know that's another fifteen thousand the pot on top of the twenty. That's uh, that's yeah, thirty five thousand yeah. dollar pot just for those heifers that sell competing against sale. each other. Exactly yeah. competing against each other. So it's going to be neat. We're using ABBI judges. Uh, we're using the ABBI's crew, you know, I mean, it's it's all going to be professional. It's all going to be ran really well. It's all going to be right there at the Taylor County Expo Center. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit excited <laughs> to showcase those heifers after the sale. They've never been anywhere but my house. They don't know what to expect. Um, it's going to be a legit crapshoot, I really feel like, <laughs> on what heifers are going to win money that next day. The rankest heifer in there could fall down. She could not have her day. I mean, there's so many variables that go into bucking those heifers somewhere like that for the very first time. Almost a little bit like the maiden deal. For sure. But back it up uh, yeah. seven months, eight yeah. months. You know what I mean? And just a bunch of heifers too. So um, these calves, some of them have four trips. Some have six, seven trips. Um, you know, but but I'm pretty confident in every single one of them. There's a just a couple heifers in there that I haven't got them all the way dialed in yet that I put in there because I knew they had the ability to be 92, 93. I mean, I wouldn't mm -hmm. have put them in there not put together if I didn't think they could be just a whole, whole lot of points. But it's so hard at this age to For get sure. these calves to do it all. You know, I, I would buck through them, one would stumble, and I'd just be so frustrated. Then I'd have to back up and I'd have to realize, this is a heifer, she's 11 months old, this is her fourth trip in her life, She's trying her guts out, and she stumbles, and I'm upset. You know, I you know, so I got so it was such a, a catch twenty two. You know, there with my feelings on, on when I was bucking these heifers, but you know, we we made it through bucking them all. Uh, we got our final videos and stuff, and I don't man, we we really didn't we didn't cripple any either. We did really good job. We went through 120 heifers, and and we didn't break a single leg. We didn't hurt a single back. I mean, I had one heifer crippled. I had one heifer crippled out of all of them. And she did it. I don't. I didn't even buck her. I didn't even get a chance to buck her. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I mean, they, these heifers are sound. They're a good-looking set of heifers. Um, one thing I'll touch on. It's been kind of hard for me. Is they're they're athletes. These heifers are performance-based. They're not. I didn't go out there and pick. Man, that's the best-looking heifer on that group. Or that's the. You know what I mean? The biggest, stoutest, prettiest one. Some of these heifers are a little smaller. They're a little finer boned. But man, they move quick. They jump high. They spin fast. They kind of do it all, and and I've been looking at them in their working clothes. You know, I've had them kind of drawn down, putting these trips on them. But that was my whole idea on having this sale in March. Is hey, if you want to keep this heifer in bucking shape, and you want to buck her throughout the competition season this year, you can. If you want to take her home, fill her back up, get her ready to turn out with the bull April May, you can do that too. And uh, that that was kind of my thoughts on it all. So I uh, I'm really excited about this set of heifers. I watched all all of them last night uh, about one o'clock in the morning as I was uploading videos. Just watched them all, you know, uh, one through thirty nine, and and it really is an impressive set of heifers. So what about uh, I know once we put this out, people are going to be asking, what what's your what's your catalog deadline? 
Uh, you know, we need to, I mean, we, we'll have it done by, we'll have it done by Sunday. Sunday the, what is that, the so, 13th. I mean, we're. Say first of the week. Yeah, first yeah. of next week. We're, I mean, uh, Kenzie's been waiting on me. She's building the catalog. And I mean to tell you, I think she's built catalogs in the past, you know, for some different sales. But this one is awesome. She has absolutely knocked it out of the park. She's been waiting on me to get my videos lined up. One thing that we're going to try to do, and I'm pretty sure we have it all figured out, is on our hard copy catalogs, we have a QR code in the bottom corner of each picture. You put your camera over that, your phone, you know, mm -hmm. your camera over your phone over that, and it pulls up the YouTube link, and you click that link, and it pulls up that heifer's video. So you're not having to search for videos on YouTube. You're not having to yeah, do like you, that. Yeah, you like that one in the, in the catalog, the picture, the pedigree. Just put your deal over it video pops up and you can watch her so we're that's you know those are the things that we're trying to work on that we're just trying to work through we haven't ever done anything like that before but i really think it's gonna it's gonna help help matters out i'm gonna try to have some catalogs printed by the by the end of next weekend maybe have it out at a couple of events that are that are coming up next weekend if we can and uh and we're gonna have hard copies at the at the sale of course and then uh you know our catalog will be out online as well heck yeah these heifers are on youtube already uh, my YouTube channel is just BS Cattle Co. There's a playlist. It's it's uh, called 2022 Spring Fling Bucking Heifer Sale. All 39 lots are on there. You can watch them all. Um, we'll have our pedigrees matched up with them in the catalog and, and have that out beginning of next week. Heck yeah. So lots of, lots of opportunity. Uh, I mean, as, as you guys, we go through this podcast, you know, Brandon's touching on his, his bucking heifer sale. Um, but, but even at that, I mean, you, got, you guys can buck your heifers. Uh, and some of you may may not have known that, but there's there's an opportunity to purchase uh, performance heifers. Y'all can buck your heifers; they can compete against the the bulls. Um, and and moving forward from that, uh, the industry is definitely on. Uh, I'm gonna say it's climbing. Uh, we, we're seeing me personally, uh, like I've I've had a few new bull buyer customers. I guess you could say uh, a couple new partners and just just to round out the the podcast uh for for people uh tuning in listening um i mean it's it's a it's a great opportunity uh to to maybe heck even get a start buying a couple heifers or two and 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 now you're now you're in the bull business yeah absolutely and that's another thing that i haven't touched on in this um if anybody's interested in buying one of these heifers to compete with we will keep them and train them for you and haul them for you through their yearling year um you know at the end of their yearling year we're gonna have to discuss what the options are, whether that's reselling or whether that's me buying or back from you. But I've had, I have a lot of people ask me, you know, what do your half interest partnerships cost? What are the, you know, and, and I tell everybody, you know, $10,000 is the, is the, the, you know, lowest level that you can buy in at on a half interest buck and bull through me. So people come back with a question, well, well, how can I just get my feet wet? Well, this heifer sale is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. You can go buy a hundred percent interest in these heifers. I'm not selling half interest in any of them. They're all hundred percent interest. Um, you can go buy hundred percent interest keep them with a guy like me that's been training them kyle i don't know if you're open to taking outside heifers in and hauling them to yearling events or not but i know there are other trainers out there that are as well so if, if you're a new guy that's looking to get into this deal kind of want to get your feet wet with and not spend quite as much money and just have there a, a buck and bulls competition career is four years three years mm -hmm. four years a heifer's competition career is going to be the next nine months mm -hmm. so it's a short-term deal short-term investment um, not going to be quite as expensive as buying a buck and bull, but you can have one with just as much talent for sure for, the, for, for half the money or a fraction of the cost. I mean, and, so. and I think that I, I honestly, I didn't even think of it that way, but that that's true. I mean, you, you got a, a, an outstanding opportunity for, I mean, potentially a fraction of the cost 
and, and not only that, like like I said, Gene with buttons went forty eight thousand at the finals alone. Yeah, like I mean that thousand overall. That sucker won a bunch of money, and, and that's that's what these heifers have the opportunity to do. Uh, that Brandon is offering in this sale uh, in Abilene, March the twenty fourth. Um, anything anything else you can think of? That really touched on it all, Kyle. I appreciate you letting me uh, come on here and talk about it. And uh, appreciate you what you're doing for the industry. I think these podcasts are great. I think people like to hear We We needed one, so I appreciate you. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, we'll see uh, everybody in Abilene. And if not, make sure to tune in to cci.live, 7 o'clock Central Time, uh, for, for the BS Cattle Company's Buck and Heifer Sale at the American Buck and Bull Incorporated Spring Fling. And uh, hopefully you guys have a great day, and we'll, we'll try our best to, to get another podcast out pretty quick. Like I said, short and sweet, but uh, lots of information packed into that one episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will see you in Abilene.